The night before Thanksgiving in 2020, Kel McElvee snuck out of his grandparents' house to meet a girl. His mom woke up a couple of hours later and realized he was missing. She tracked his phone with hers to the parking lot of the Palmila Apartments. She found Kel laying face down on the pavement. He had been shot in the heart and was dead. A year later, there has been no one arrested in his murder. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. We just got a couple more days till Christmas, you guys. Yeah. We we went to Walmart tonight and it actually wasn't bad at all. I was amazed. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, was that a huge mistake? (laughs) You know, I live in a college town and school's out. And so when it's just the locals here, the college in the town I live in doubles the population of our town. And right. so when the students are gone, this town is pretty freaking manageable. When yeah, they're here, oh my Lord, Walmart's a nightmare. But yeah, right now with the students gone, it's not bad at all, even at the holiday, which is no kidding. kind of nice. Yeah. Well, that is nice. Well, I'm getting ready for the holiday as well. I'll, I'm going to tell you a funny story because I did something so dumb yesterday and I'm paying a little today. So, yeah. well, okay. So I did not know at 46 years old that I could still do the splits. Do you, do, do, do you think that I wanted to find out if I could do the splits? I'm thinking Probably no. So I needed something out of our spare bedroom and our spare bedroom kind of becomes Christmas central this time of year sure. where we keep everything before it gets wrapped and stuff. So it's kind of a nightmare in there. So what I needed was up by the front of the spare bed and in my way, like between the wall and the bed, right? So it's this mm-hmm. narrow little walkway between the wall and the bed is our pet kennel that we always use to take our animals to the bed. Yeah. And I was lazy. That thing's kind of heavy. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. So I stepped over it the long way. Okay. Oh, thinking, oh, I'll just easily step my other foot over it as well. Forgetting that um, I'm only five feet tall and my inseam is 27 inches, you guys. (laughs) So what I actually did was actually just did the splits on top of that freaking dog kennel. And then I'm just sitting on it and I cannot stand up. I try and I try and I try. I cannot stand up. The, it is tight against between the wall and the bed. And the bed is this big old log bed that was our dad's. And it's really heavy. And mm-hmm. I can't move it by myself. So I'm like trying to like <laughs> raise up enough to get a foot over. Oh, hell no. I'm way too short. I try to get like one foot on a rug so I don't slide. Nothing. Because the other problem is I'm wearing freaking socks on hardwood floors. So I am just paralyzed. In this position, which, by the way, I stretch some muscles that haven't had a lot of stretching in a long time. <laughs> uh, finally had to yell for Rhonda to come and get me. And I'm like, you have to come in here. She's like, oh, OK, comes in to find me splayed out on the effing dog kennel. She had to help oh, me no. move the bed so that I could get stood up. So, yeah, that's how life is for me right now. <laughs> I, like I forget it that lot. I 
I'm 46 and short and fat and have arthritis. You know, I just, I'm like, I'll just step right over that. Are you freaking kidding me? It's about as long as my legs are, you know, like, no. You're, you're not built for this. No, yeah. I am definitely not built for this. And I did prove that to myself. So yeah, that was, that happened to me yesterday. And today, yeah, I'm a little sore, like in my hips. I'm like, oh, I stretched yeah. out some stuff I hadn't stretched out in a while, but, but I'm okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, yeah. you know, I did nobody get wants to uh, tear their, at least I wasn't home in half alone. four days before Christmas. Well, right? it's true. Yeah. What if I'd been home alone and I'm just stuck there? Like, well, I think it's more likely your now. son's home. And you yell for him lots of times before he actually hears you. And then comes in with 20 questions about why you're sitting like that. And, you mm-hmm, know, I can see sure. this right now. Yeah. Well, I would have to call him 100%. I would have to call mm-hmm. him. He would not hear me. Yep. He's either got his headphones on or he's playing video games or something in his room and it's loud. There's no way mm-hmm. he would hear me. Rhonda was just in the <laughs> next room, fortunately. But yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you wonder why people get life alert. <laughs> I do not like to think about that. And I, think I do not need life alert. However, <laughs> this situation you just did need make wife me alert and you had it. So Yeah, I got I have wife alert. Yes, yeah. wife alert. <laughs> Rhonda came in, she's like, uh, what you what you doing? <laughs> well, I didn't do this on purpose, I'll just tell you that much right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, I need to introduce today's case. Yes. This is the case of the murder of Kel McElvey. Kel McElvey was 15 years old. This was at Thanksgiving last year. Mm-hmm. And he was 15 years old. He had just got his learner's permit. He was almost 16. He would have turned 16 on December 1st. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a football player. And very active with football. He was a good student. He had plans for his life. Mm-hmm. And this is in Charleston, uh, North Carolina. So on the night prior to Thanksgiving, Kel and his mom and siblings stayed at their grandparents' house because they were helping with cooking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Kel, being 15, Mm-hmm. snuck out at about one o'clock in the morning to meet a girl because it's uh-huh. always about a girl. Always. And uh-huh. where he went was actually to the apartment complex where his family lived. Okay. And so he walked over there, must have been, you know, meeting up a girl that, you know, with a girl that lived near him. Uh-huh. And these were the... um the Palmia Apartments, or Palmila, Mia or Mila, I'm not sure. And so Kel's mom wakes up at like three o'clock in the morning-ish and realizes he's not there. Uh-huh. Now, Kel's mom has worked super hard with him because they live in a fairly rough neighborhood. She's been worried about keeping him focused on school and his goals and football yeah. And out of gangs and out of drugs and has worked really hard to keep this kid on the right path so that he can have a good life. Yeah. But she wakes up and he's not there. So technology being what it is these days, 
she tracks his phone with her phone back to the Palmia apartments. Sure. And she finds him laying face down on the pavement. And he has been shot through the heart and he's dead. Uh. Just absolutely gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, mother's worst fear. Yep. And that was a year ago. Mm-hmm. There's not been a single arrest. The police say they've talked to a lot of people, but there's not been anything on this kid's death. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, one of the reasons I, I chose this case for several reasons and and one is to highlight um, murders of black teens, yeah, and and how often they go unsolved, and how yeah. important it is for us to understand that and recognize that that in the true crime world we need to be putting more energy here because there is not enough energy in these cases. Yeah, and I want to tell you also um, something that was said by the police because this just sums it up for me um because as and you're going to find this to be familiar as well katie because you are also the mother of a young man we have a real problem in the legal system Mm -hmm. and if i can find it i'm going to read it for you oh he also had his own lawn mowing business which really really is close to my art it's called kale's lawn care and he also worked part-time at McDonald's. Like, he was doing a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, my son had a lawn care uh, service yeah. over the weekend, over the over this past summer. Yeah. So here is what one of the police officers said. This was Sergeant Eric Tuttle. He was at that age where it's tough, but his mom definitely tried, Tuttle said. You can do everything, but she can't be with him all the time. He made his own decisions, but everybody makes mistakes. I mean, he was a kid, right? What mistake? Yeah. A kid that was just out on the street at the wrong place at the wrong time? I mean, come on. Yeah. That pissed me off because teenage boys get treated by the police. Mm -hmm. In many cases, and especially black teenage boys, they see them as adults. Yeah. They see them as responsible and really not mm-hmm. that important to investigate because what they did was their own fault. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. I hate that statement. That statement Mm -hmm. makes me so angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's terrible to me. And I know that it's true all over the country here in the U.S. that we live in a place that is so dangerous the teenagers can't screw up from time to time without putting themselves in a place in a position of getting murdered. Yeah. And that's really what this officer was saying, but right. But I mean, come it on. Wasn't Kel's fault. It, no, it was not his fault. And okay. So this time he had snuck out and he was where he wasn't supposed to be fine. But another night he could have been walking home from work at McDonald's. 
right? Or walking home from a late football game or a million other things that he right. could have been walking home late from that, uh, you know, didn't include him sneaking out. Right. But that's, this is, it pisses me off to no end that it's so easy for law enforcement to blame the victim yeah. in some way. So it takes some pressure off of them to worry about solving their case. I mean, exactly. we've seen this so many times in so many cases. So many ah. times. And young men well, were really boys because he mm -hmm. was 15. He was yeah. a kid. He's a child. Yeah. That he was seen as somehow being, you know, complicit because he made a stupid choice. No. No. He's a kid. He's a child. So anyone who's walking down the road at one o'clock in the morning deserves to be shot? No. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like the way that that was worded no. in the least. That's telling. And, and implying telling. also that his mother had to be with him at every moment or he would get himself killed. Yeah. Also, no, not okay. Not yeah. okay. But yeah. this is the attitude that we see, particularly in, in big cities. Yeah. Um, particularly with, um, you know, teenage boys, black boys mm -hmm. in particular that they're somehow responsible for their own deaths. And mm -hmm. I, that just makes me sick in my gut. Yeah. Being yeah. the mom and my son is white, but still, I mean, I've heard yeah. these kinds of things said about my own kid yeah. and I just think, my God, you know, yeah. Children are children. And this boy yeah. was a child. And the fact that we are a year out from his murder mm -hmm. with nothing, no answers at all. Yeah. Are is is horrifying. And mom is now raising two more children into this world that were younger than yeah. him. You know, she moved from these apartments, which boy I would have too. Yeah. But you know, she's talked about, you know, she feels so responsible, which any parent would. She's not of responsible, course. but any yeah. parent would feel this way. Absolutely. You know, like how do I make sure my other kids don't? you know, also screw up and are out in the middle of the night and get shot. You know, yeah. it's just, oh. I just or, or not screw up and be out in the middle of the night and get shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to talk about this case to give it a little bit of a boost and to get Kel's name back out there. Um, most certainly because it's been a year and nothing. Yeah. And his case certainly continues to deserve, to deserve attention. Police say that they are still um, investigating, but I mean, there's not even, there's not been a single arrest. No. And they, the, that apartment complex is known for quite a bit of crime and is also known for no one speaking up, that somebody knows something, you know, they do. Of course, of course. It, it's terrible to me to think that people would be willing to let this poor mama mm -hmm. grieve her son this way with no outcome. Yeah. You know, shot through the heart. Yeah. So wow. that is Kel McElvey. And most certainly a case that I knew, you know, he's, he was a big football star at his school. Yeah. He also had his mowing business, you know, just reminded me of our sons. Of our boys, yep. Yeah. yeah, and just really, you know. And a kid that deserved a future just as much as anybody else did. Right, right. Yeah. You know, 
when he got his first paycheck from working at McDonald's, he went to um, Little Caesars and he bought six pizzas. And he went and he gave food to the homeless. Oh. He was just that kind of kid, you know? Yeah. We've all had kids like that, that just want to do something, want to do some good. And and Kel was one of those kids. He just wanted mm-hmm. to do good. And he certainly didn't deserve to have his life cut so very short. No. Nope. No. And in fact, the world's a darker place for him being gone. I mean, he was right. somebody who deserved to be here. God, these kinds of stories. You know, and there's just, there's so many of them there are. that don't ever get any light shown on them. No. I'm just so sad for his mom. I am too. Well, and his team, his coaches and his football oh, team are yeah. absolutely devastated. Yeah. For uh, this loss, you know, yeah. and uh, I just, I don't understand where we're at now that cases like this don't get solved. Yeah. Why, you know? Yeah. Why do they not have video at this apartment complex? Do they not have all of the digital footprint of everybody that was around at that time that knew him? I mean, come yeah, on. they do. They do. Video, I don't know. Digital footprint, sure they do. Yes, yeah. but that requires manpower, effort, mm-hmm. time. Yeah. That's not being given to this case. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thick and thin of it. It's been proven to us too many times here in the last year or so what can be done digitally when the effort is put forward. There's just no excuse anymore. No, there isn't at all. There isn't at all. We know that the capability is there. It is literally a choice about whose cases get investigated and whose don't. And that is one of, you know, a really screwed up part of our system and a very racist part of our system Mm -hmm. is that you know, black teenage boys are not high on the list of priority for their cases to be investigated. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we knew who killed Kel? So at least mom has some closure and also so that the person that shot him through the heart cannot do it again. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. And I, you know, I know that we're coming up on a new year. We're coming up on a new season of True Crime Paranormal. Yeah. And I know um, that one of our focuses is going to be racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we've focused a lot on the MMIW cases this year. We will continue to focus on those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that one of the things that we're going to look at a lot is racial injustice in the justice system and cases like this that just go by the wayside a year later. Yep. You know, if this had been a white kid, this case would be solved. I'm not an idiot. Yep. This case would be solved. You bet it would. Yeah. So watch for more cases like this. As always, we ask you to like, subscribe, share, help us get the word out about Kel's case. Uh Help us to help support Kel's family in finding justice for them. And, you know, and just getting the word out in general. Do people understand how often things like this happen? Yeah. And how often they're never solved. Mm -hmm. I did not realize the rate of unsolved murders in the United States until we we started doing true crime. I I didn't realize how much uh, law enforcement is able to pick and choose what cases they give a shit about. 
I had no idea. I thought every case was given adequate attention, and we know it's not. We see mothers constantly begging someone to care. No, there is no equality here at all. No, there isn't in the least. There isn't in the least. There's definitely um, a racial bias, and there's definitely the ability to choose which cases have the most importance and which don't. And it's pretty damn clear to us after nearly 500 cases Mm -hmm. uh, where those choices are being made. So that's Mm -hmm. that's an area we're going to be putting a lot of attention into in this next year. Yeah. And of course, this is our Tuesday case. Yeah. Yesterday, we uh, talked to you about the uh, shopping cart killer and that he has been caught. Fortunately, a serial killer on the East Coast has been caught. Tonight, we have Kel McElvey. And we have a new case tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. We'll also be back Wednesday night with case updates. And oh boy, have we got some updates for you on some current cases and mm-hmm. court proceedings and things happening. And then that's at 7 p.m. Mountain. And that's here on YouTube and on Facebook. Those are live streams, although you don't have to attend them live. Um, mm-hmm. And then 7 p.m. Mountain on Thursday is the Psychic Hour. That's also a live stream. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Lots more to come. Yeah, and our yeah, Wednesday case is down to the end doozy. of this year. Yeah. Look for is our Wednesday good? case. I, I don't know what do. it is. Oh, it's a brand new arrest here in Idaho that has to do with uh, cannibalism. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, well, I did know about that. Yes. Oh, yikes. Okay. So if you're into those cannibalism cases, we've got a new <laughs> one for you tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently we are, because there's been a bunch of them lately. <laughs> oh my goodness, haven't there been? Well, you know, it. I think it pays for us to know what's happening in our communities, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.